0: Take it. You gotta, easy. You
1: gotta, you cut that, Eric, we are one week closer to the start of the Arizona high school football season. The Cardinals are starting up preseason pretty soon. The Suns made some moves already. It's an exciting time. I know you're excited, I'm excited. And hopefully everyone listening is excited as well. Welcome back to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. Eric, how are you doing, man?
0: I'm good. I agree with you. There's a lot to be excited about right now. Um, The Arizona high school football season is inching closer. We're getting back small schools this week started um, with full helmets and um, kind of their more full practices. Bigger schools are next week. It's exciting.
1: It really is, man. And, and, you know, to think that I don't want to say it's going to be normal because obviously, you know, it, it won't be, of course. But, at least it's more normal than last year, for sure. I mean, this time we were still two months away and we still didn't even know if it was going to even happen. So definitely a a breath of fresh air for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot to talk about this show. We're going to go over a little bit of what the Suns have done so far in free agency. Um, like I said, the Cardinals are starting up, and there's a, a very interesting and fun point, at least for those of you that are, you know, diehard football fans, that I'm gonna bring up here in just one second. Obviously, the colleges are starting up ASU, U of A, NAU, all of those guys. Um, but to kick things off, Eric, uh, Chris Paul is back. And so is Campaign. Unfortunately, Tory Craig is off to Indiana, which, you know, good for him. He got he got money. I think it was like, what, like a two-year, $10 million deal? and you know, Something for someone, like that, yeah. For someone like him who literally was traded last year for cash considerations, I'm so happy for him. And we, he did exactly what we wanted him to do as Suns fans, and he <laughs> helped this team get to the NBA Finals. And I don't care what anyone says, I think he played a pretty big role in that too. I um, do I too. Think I, I think yeah, he
0: came in and gave some really good defensive minutes,
1: especially yep. was a threat
0: from three, and you need guys like that um Uh, that can come in and kind of play you know 15 minutes and hold their own and even make a few shots he had that alley-oop in the in the nugget series that was incredible one of the best plays for the sons of the playoffs
1: yeah exactly and you know they just added javel mcgee as well which is just a veteran big man that can come in behind da so you know it's too early, obviously, to say whether or not the Suns will be in, in contention again for the finals. Especially when you look at what the Lakers have done. I mean, obviously, they added Carmelo Anthony, who obviously did well for the Blazers, and you know all that. But they added Russell Westbrook. That and if that team can avoid injuries, that's going to be scary. Then you have the Brooklyn Nets on the other side of the of the of the country or other side of the bracket, I guess you can say in playoff terms. And you also have the Milwaukee Bucks who basically are just going to be reloaded again. So um, I almost didn't even mention the heat who got Kyle Lowry. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this was kind of like a one and done type of year for the Suns, but uh, I think they're going to be a playoff team for sure. I think they can go at least to the semifinals, maybe into the conference finals, but um, either way, I think it's going to be very fun to watch Suns basketball again next season.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Um, And for, the first time in forever, they're coming off of a playoff run. I mean, yeah. how crazy is that to think about? That there's expectations, and now, le- kind of, before last year, we were sitting around hoping that maybe they were going to do some stuff. They were going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and now it's it's a different type of deal. Um, the league's reloaded, yeah. obviously, and they're not going to surprise anybody anymore. You make the finals, and nobody is surprised, so... Um, it's going to be tougher for them, but that doesn't mean they can't do it. I mean, having Chris Paul back is great. They've got another year of development for their young guys who now have that experience of, you know, dealing with the finals and a playoff run and expectations and everything. It should be a good time.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, I was excited to see them and how they would do coming out of the bubble season when they went, you know, 8-0 in the bubble. But I think I'm, for the first time in a while, I think this is one of the seasons I can definitely say. And obviously, just the they're, you know, the season just ended. So, I mean, obviously, we're just going to be waiting for a little while. But, yeah, you know, I think this is probably the, the first time in a very long time that I'm very excited for the next NBA season, and specifically the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, obviously, I don't want to skip over football because everyone knows football is the king for me personally. Um, but... I think it'll be fun. It will definitely be a good time. Uh, speaking of football, I can't remember where I saw oh, it. Was probably every single sports Twitter account known to man. We no longer have a weekend without football, whether it be professional or college or, you know, for us, high school until February. I don't know about you, but that gives me goosebumps.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Cause it feels like basketball just ended. Um, You know, the, the summer goes by so quick because you've got so many different things going on right now. The Olympics is happening, Um, you know, one thing after another and all of a sudden it's here and I love it. I'm, I'm super excited to see what um, happens in all the different levels of football. And um, I think there's a lot of intriguing storylines and everything. So it's going
1: to be cool. And you know, you mentioned the Olympics uh Jagger Eaton became he's from Mesa uh skateboarder he became the first ever uh I think is US skateboarder to win a medal in the Olympics because it was just added this year right Wasn't yeah, it Yeah skateboarding this is the first time yeah. it's been at the Summer Olympics um, Yeah so yeah he, I think
0: we talked about it I this is it's yeah. one of my favorite events um this year it was so fun to watch
1: yeah so he won bronze so you know shout out to jagger he's only he's only 20 so i mean you know he'll be back <laughs> obviously uh you know jade carey the olympic gymnast uh she won gold she's from arizona i think she went to mountain ridge high school actually so uh you know shout out to uh, jacob saliga and and you know those uh mountain lions up there um but yeah i know the olympics are very exciting uh we just saw uh, Devin Allen who went to Brophy and went to Oregon played football ran track he just i can't remember exactly what he finished but he did really well in the in the preliminaries for the, the he hurdles, got through to so. the finals was it what did he really okay yeah, yeah no, i i saw it, i saw it third, on twitter it, i haven't had a chance to watch him the last couple of days but
0: yeah there were um a few NAU alumni who also were in the olympics uh Anderson was the thrower from um, NAU, she nice. got 10th overall in the hammer throw, which is pretty cool. And then Luis Grijalba is a, uh, um, he just graduated from NAU. He's on the cross country and track team and he is into the final for the 5k. He ran this nice. morning, actually. So nice. um, okay. two NAU athletes that are, um, had some success.
1: Pretty cool to see. You know, what's kind of funny is... Well. People might think like, oh, 10th place, like that's not that good. But when you consider that you're 10th place in the world, that's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was
0: a lower score than she did in qualifying. She had a couple fouls. They get three throws and she had a couple fouls. And um, so that kind of did her in. But, Mm. you know, even with not doing as well as she wanted to get 10th place is amazing.
1: Yeah absolutely so definitely really cool uh still going on for what like another week the olympics that is something like that yeah yeah something like that so uh plenty more to come hopefully some more arizonans not just usa you know participants uh but arizona people as well win some uh win some medals and and rep the state um speaking of in the state uh 1a football is kicking off first uh, this season it's kind of weird it's a little staggered which Honestly, is not that bad, not that, you know, not that much of a bad thing, stuttered a little bit, um, because it kind of gives those lower conferences like a week or two to get some shine from some of us in the media. Um, so, I mean, you know, like I said, 1A, and actually, 1A kicks off, if you want to be really technical, uh, who is it? El Capitan, right? They, you know, we, yeah. we talked about it before we started on the show. They play on August 19th. So, as we're recording this, they are 16 days away from their football season beginning, and they play Beaver Dam from Nevada. Uh, Beaver Dam Diamondback. Diamondback. They should be the Beavers. If you're
0: Beaver Dam, you have to be the Beavers.
1: Well, here's what my thing. Why, here's my thing. Why are they the Diamondback and not the Diamondbacks?
0: That's a good question, too. I we got to get with their athletic department and
1: have some words.
0: Like, maybe they just, yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know. Come on, Beaver Dam. At least i do not. At least at uh, least at I don't have to ask where in the matter. At least there. something with a B. Beaver Dam Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. I'd take that over the Diamondback. How about Beaver Dam Bloodhounds? So it's kind of like a, a play on the B and D, Bloodhounds. Yeah, I like that. I think that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, Beaver Dam Bloodhounds. All better like than Diamondback. Diamondback. Yeah. <laughs> it's singular. Silly yeah just a guy uh, with a diamond on his back I was... <laughs> he, can't, he can't get it off
0: it's glued on with super glue uh,
1: quite literally one diamond on one person's back is what that that's is. right um, yeah sorry we're, we're not trying to slander you beaver dam but um, i am you're, you're, you're okay fair enough um <laughs> friday august 20th the rest of the 1a for the most part except for those that have a bye week uh kick off so eric What we're going to do with this, we're going to go through conference by conference. We're going to look at week one matchups. Now, in the next few episodes leading up to obviously the start of the season for 6A, 5A, 4A, which is going to be on uh, September 2nd and 3rd, we're going to highlight a couple weeks. So for this sake, though, we're only going to do week one. So, next show, we'll probably do weeks, in, I don't know, two, three, four, then five, six, seven, leading up to eight, nine, ten. Because I think we're about three weeks out from the season. So, that'd be kind of perfect timing. So, with that being said, I'm going to let you do the honors and kick us off. No pun intended. What is your 1A matchup that you are the most excited to see? And we're only going to do one matchup for the 1A and 2A. And then once we get to 3A through 6A, we'll do two matchups.
0: All right, I dig that. Um okay. one that I'm looking forward to is the matchup between El Capitan, as we mentioned before, okay. and Mountainside. I think that's yeah. gonna be a really good game. El Cap I like that because um you know El Capitan has the advantage of seeing the extra week. They they play before anybody else in the entire state. Um and I'm interested to see how that affects the, you know, their mindset going in against um, a team that is playing against their in their first game. And it's a long drive and everything. So that's going to be really exciting.
1: I see what you did there. So you're kind of going week two on me without El Capitan, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I so, know. I mean, it is it it's technically their week two,
1: but yeah. everybody
0: else is week one.
1: Nah, no, not quite. Well, OK, so most teams are playing their first game on the 27th. There are some teams, though, that are on on uh, the 20th, which is Friday. Or, sorry, sure. obviously, it's the Friday. August 20th. So, with that being okay. said, we'll have to make a note that when you choose Week 2 games, you have to look at the 27th again and pick a different game. Fair Sound enough. good? Okay, cool. Sounds good to um, me. Because you want to just mess things up, uh, you know, as always. I am good um, at that. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, my matchup. Muggion from good old Heber. Making the trip down the mountain to play Tempe Prep. Now, Muggyon was the 1A champion last year. They're always a powerhouse program up there in the, in the mountains. I've actually, uh, there was a few, it was a few years ago, I actually went up to a cabin in Heber with some friends. And we actually, of course, because no, it's me, we stopped by because it was a Friday night and they were actually playing a game. We stopped by, ironically, it was Gilbert Christian they were playing. Um, so we stopped by, watched the game for a little bit. That's a cool little town, man. And you know, it, the stands obviously are not very big, but eight man football, if you've never seen it, it is re- actually, I know you've seen it cause you covered a game. It is really yep. cool. Um, and Heber just, I mean, they or sorry, not Heber, Muggy they love their football up there. Like well, I said, it is Heber, but you know what I mean? Uh, the students from Muggion love the football program. They love to support them and they had quite a bit of fans. So, uh, definitely excited for that one. Tempe Prep, 4-3 um, last year, lost in the first round. They do return their starting quarterback, Diego Foster, who threw for about 1,500 yards last season. So I think Tempe Prep is going to be able to give them a game uh, just because, obviously, the long trip down the mountain. And uh, Muggeon does lose some seniors, but they do return uh, Malachi Porter. He's going to be their lead back this year. So Muggeon, um, obviously, probably one of the favorites to win 1A again. But um, They're always up there. Yeah, they are, exactly. But Tempe so. Prep was also a, a playoff team this last year, so they're no yeah. slouch. Exactly. So, you know, it should be a good game, I'm expecting. So, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be a fun one. I think I might try to head out there for that one, too, since it is uh, since it is so early. Might as well, right? Sounds good to me, man. Right on, right on. All right, two-way, I'll go first. Chandler Prep versus Tonopah Valley. Now, I don't know a lot about Tonopah Valley. However, Chandler Prep, I saw them last year. They went 4-2. and They missed some games because of a a little COVID situation there. Uh, The father-son duo of Tommy and Josh Britton are actually the coaches still. What's really cool about this Chandler Prep team is they had a lot of really young players. One of them in particular that I when I went out and covered one of their games, he shined, and that's Sterling Harris. He is going to be the lead back this year. And anchoring that defense as a sophomore is going to be Creon Fulgham. Now, funny story, Creon... I actually know his dad because I played football with him. Actually, just this past season, he was on the team that we won the championship. Creon, I've seen him grow because he always goes to the games. I've literally seen him on the sideline for the past year and a half, and he has grown a lot. I mean, he got taller. You could tell he took the weight room very seriously. This kid is going to be a problem at the 2A level, and he's only a sophomore. So I'm definitely expecting a big year from Creon and Chandler Prep in general. I think is going to be a, a team to watch, uh, you know, out there in the East Valley in the two A conference.
0: I dig that. I like Santa Cruz Valley at Santan Charter. It's um, a good one. That we, was
1: that was my next pick if I had to choose a different one.
0: Yeah, Santa Cruz is uh, the reigning two A champion. They they really dominated in their bowl game and all season long. They were kind of the best team in two A. Um, they deserve the win, but they've got a new head coach um, and it, it's a new unit of kids in Eloy. And so they're they're coming to Santan against a team that had a lot of promise. They didn't live up necessarily all the way to some of the things people thought, but Santan Charter had some young kids last year that are going to grow. And um, if they want to see themselves as a contender um, in 2A, then this is a game
1: they can try to prove themselves a little bit. Absolutely. Um, you know, Santan Charter is one of those teams. I know Kerry Taylor has said they've gotten some transfers in. Um, I don't know exactly who they are, but I expect some big things from that program. Um, obviously, Kerry Taylor does, too. People hate him for it, but he loves his kids, and he's he's going to tell it like it is. If he thinks they're going to be good, he's going to let it be known that he thinks that they're going to be good.
0: Absolutely, you know, and there's no, nothing wrong with that.
1: No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. If people hate him for it because they like to say, oh, okay, well, let's see what actually happens. And then, you know, last year they didn't have this, the, the type of season they expected, like you said, but regardless, he loves that team. He loves that school, which is very important. And I think they're going to be a lot of, um, you know, much improved for sure. I do too. Right on. 3A, we're going to two games now. Eric, uh, give me your first one. I'll give you my first one, and then we'll uh, do our second ones.
0: I am interested to see ALA Gilbert North is hosting Odyssey Institute. Um, okay. And we talked about it a little bit before. Uh, ALA Gilbert North is a powerhouse in 3A now. They made the yeah. championship game this last year. They've got a lot of talent that comes through there. And they're taking on Odyssey, who didn't have a football season last year. Um, yeah. So that's a... It, it, I don't know what to expect from Odyssey Institute. Because, you know, like I said, they, they have... They lost a group of seniors, and now some of their – you know, their last year – the last season they played, the kids were sophomores and now we're seniors, and they're going against one of the top 3A teams. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do. Um, Whether it's a close game or not, I don't even know. But it's a measuring stick to see how Odyssey uh, compares to a team like that.
1: Exactly. Um, You know, I have to say that – I agree with you when it comes to ALA being obviously a powerhouse. I mean, that's obvious at this point. I'm going to go ahead and pick – actually, it's funny. Both of my games that I'm going to choose for 3A come from the same region as ALA Gilbert North, and we'll get into that in just one second. The very first one, Arizona College Prep hosting Sabino. This is a big one for Arizona College Prep for numerous reasons. For one, it's obviously Sabino, who has been a very good football program for at least a few years now. Um, they also didn't really get a season last year because of COVID and everything that was going on in Tucson. But ACP is also unveiling their new field, new you know blow-up tunnel that they have they're going to run through. They have new locker rooms. They have a new school in general. This is a huge game for the Knights. And I was able to go over there actually yesterday on Monday. So August 2nd, I was over there. I'm doing a story on, you know, just the facilities and everything. So you're going to see that pretty soon. Coach Myron Brouford said that this is, even after last year's team that had, I think, six kids go off and play college football. He said, this is their best team and the most athletic team that he has had. He said at basically every single position, they have not only a little bit of depth, but they be- they truly believe that they have the perfect fit at every single position. And some of that's going to come also in week five and six when he gets a few transfers that are eligible. I know he said he's got some from uh, Chandler, from Hamilton. Um, and he actually got, I can't remember, I think he's a tight end that he said he's got. A uh, kid from Cathedral Catholic, who, obviously, if you know Cathedral Catholic, a powerhouse program in San Diego, uh, yep. they beat Saguaro a few years ago when Chile and I were there at the Honor Bowl. Beautiful campus. I know I say that every single time, but I can't mention Cathedral Catholic without mentioning something about the campus. So, But yeah, Jaden Diaz, at quarterback, is extremely athletic. He can sling the rock. <laughs> ACP is going to be a very, very good football team this year. And they're only going to get stronger toward the back half of the season when they have to play teams like ALA Gilbert North and like Valley Christian and Fountain Hills. And they've got Coronado, you know, in their region as well. That region, especially at the top with the top three, like ACP, Gilbert North and Valley Christian, that's a brutal region in 3A.
0: Yeah, that is. That's some tough
1: squads there. And yeah. you know, it seems like every year ACP gets a little bit better. So it's yep. going to be interesting to see what they can do. And I can't wait to go out there and see that game. I will be there. I can't wait to see them run out of that, you know, out of that blow-up tunnel and man, I was talking to Blue and I asked him like, you know, what's going to be a reaction? He said he might have to go out there a little bit early just to kind of get the emotions out because he really thinks that he's going to cry. Because his vision when he took over that program was to build it up and get its own facility, get you know a state-of-the-art weight room that he was actually able to design at the school. I mean, he he almost started crying when I was talking to him. And it's not easy to make a football coach cry. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Um, you know, he, he's passionate about it. He said that his wife broke down in tears because she was just so happy for him. And it's super cool, man. And I, I'm so excited to not only share the story about ACP and how they've grown, but just in general to be out there. And win or lose, it's going to be an amazing moment for that program.
0: Yeah, it is. I agree. That's going to be really fun to see just kind of the new look for them and and see what's going on. So my other one um, for 3A, I'm interested in seeing Yuma Catholic against Slam Academy from Nevada. And I don't know the first thing about Slam Academy from Nevada, but Yuma Catholic is absolutely one of the top teams in 3A. They Their quarterback stalwart is... We we saw them in the uh, in Chile's Flight Club, a 3A team doing incredibly well at a yep. at a seven on seven because their quarterback is just so solid. He yep. throws everywhere, he hits everybody. He's I mean he might be the best quarterback in 3A. It's hard to argue against him. Um, yeah. And so I just want to see. I'm interested to see kind of how they look in general. And like I said, I don't know anything about Slam Academy, but um, <laughs> I'm I want to see. If you Catholic, can run up the score.
1: You know who will tell you everything about Slam Academy? Who? Chris Eaton. Somehow he knows about everything. So he'll, <laughs> yeah. He'll be he'll be in your Twitter DMs. Telling He's got you all 1974 about Slam stats on Slam Academy. The the amount of times that I've we've recorded an episode and posted it and I get messages from Chris Eaton saying, Hey, love the episode, but and it's just like correcting me, I'm like, geez. <laughs> It's a good thing Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So um, but yeah, he'll probably tell you all about Slam Academy. And when he does, will you uh will you go ahead and forward me the messages too? We'll do. Um my second 3A game, and I already mentioned them a little bit. Valley Christian is hosting the 3A reigning champion in Snowflake. Now, when you mentioned ALA Gilbert uh just a, a second ago. You know, you failed to mention that they lost to Snowflake literally by inches in that 3A title game. Uh, many want, want to argue that that wasn't even a touchdown and A.L.A. Gilbert actually won. Um, yep. Oh, wow. Actually, it's so funny. As we're sitting here, I just got tagged by Arizona College Prep Football and they got new uniforms. Uh, ironic. That's you know the, the timing on that. And they look good, by the way. I'm looking at them right now. Sorry to, you know, kind of go say is off topic. I
0: appreciate that you're you're so interested in this conversation that you're looking at Twitter while we're doing.
1: <laughs> no, I got notifications. So I swiped down to see it. You know how I am about uniforms, man. Oh, these are sweet, too. Oh, man. These are cool. Ooh. Sorry. You know how I am with uniforms, bro. Hamilton got some I sweet do. But making. this
0: is also a podcast where nobody can see.
1: Okay, well for those of you I encourage you to go look at ACP football uh one seven and look at the new jerseys and oh my goodness, purple and black, those are sick. They look like TCU jerseys.
0: For sure. I dig that. I'll take a look.
1: Man, hey Coach Blue, if you're if you're listening, you gotta get black helmets next year to match those jerseys. I'm sorry, I like the gray, but you gotta get rid of it. You know, just to give you some advice. Okay, uh, where was I? Valley Christian and Snowflake. Valley Christian is one of those teams where, and sorry for any of the Valley Christian faithful that might be listening, they're really good in the regular season. Like, really good. To the point where I always choose them to make a run for the three-a championship about midway through the season. And then something happens. I don't know what it is about them in first and second round playoff games, but they just, they seem to always you know, trip over themselves a little bit. Last year, it was against Round Valley, which obviously is a good football program, so no, you know, no shame for that. The year before that, I believe, is was Yuma Christian, or sorry, Yuma Christian, Yuma Catholic. I'm pretty sure that was a 14-seed Yuma Catholic team that came all the way up to Chandler and beat the number two-seed Valley Christian. I think that was in the quarterfinals. I think Valley Christian gets over the hump this year, and I think they make a run to at least the semifinals and maybe the state title game, especially if they're able to get through their region unscathed. That's going to be difficult. And Snowflake obviously is reloading like they do every single year, along with like you said with UMA Catholic. But I'm expecting big things out of Valley Christian this year, and yeah, I guess that's really all I have to say about that. That's going to be I dig a very that. good. They're, they're a good team. Um, yeah.
0: I would, not be exci- uh, I would not be surprised if they also have, uh, like you said, if they have some success both in the regular season and postseason. Um, it's a tough squad over
1: there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 4-A games, Eric, I will let you go first.
0: I think the first one is an obvious one. Um, Cactus against Mesquite and Flagstaff. Um, All right, well, is... I'll
1: just say that's my first game too, so we'll get that one out of the way right now.
0: Yeah, it's an obvious <laughs> one. It's the state title rematch in 4-A uh mesquite has won the last two 4a state titles they beat cactus both times in both playoff runs by one point on a two-point conversion one that cactus didn't score and then one that mesquite did in the state title game um they've played some incredible mat games over the couple uh last couple years in the playoffs and i think that it i think that this year cactus has to be the favorite because they just return more people. But Mesquite has so much talent and they've won the last two state championships. It's hard to go against them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cactus is one of those teams where I even said, I think after they lost that title game to Mesquite that, that I picked them in immediately to, to win the foray. Now, granted, if they go undefeated or even one loss, do they get into the open, which would then obviously put them against the likes of Chandler and Hamilton and, you know, uh, maybe the Liberties and the Sawaros and the, you know, the Bashas, who I earlier today actually on Twitter said that I think they are going to be in the open this year, um, which I think could hurt Cactus just because I think the issue with Cactus isn't necessarily the talent, obviously. It's the depth. They don't have the same depth that some of those 6A programs do, which has been the case for 4A programs forever. Uh, if Cactus goes have- undefeated, they should be in the open exactly but do do you want to be and we're going to bring up this conversation several times i don't think do you want to be in the open you don't don't think think or you do think
0: i don't think they'll be in the open i don't think they're going to go undefeated
1: i thought you said you do think so i apologize no
0: i said if they went undefeated they would go to the open oh okay but i have a hard time believing they're going to go undefeated i think their schedule i mean they're a good team but they play at mesquite their first four games of the season are all on the road Um, they play at Mesquite, at Coconino, at Bradshaw, and at Sunrise Mountain. Those are all good games. Um, they take on Poston Butte. They have to play against Desert Edge, who held them scoreless last year. Um, you know, it's not an easy schedule. So, and this takes nothing away from them. I think, like you, they're the favorite in 4A. But, um, I don't, I don't know that they go undefeated. And maybe they do, and prove me wrong, but, um... I don't know, I. but that Mesquite game is going to be super fun, and it's in Flagstaff.
1: Yeah, so you're lucky you get to go watch that one. Yeah. If you do, if you go watch it. Yeah. I would, I would assume gonna be you're going to go watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um. One. So, obviously, there's my first game out of the way, so not really much more to say other than Andrew Morris is going to be the leader of that Mesquite team, if he already wasn't, yep. along with Ty Thompson last year um new quarterback for Mesquite a few new obviously wide outs they're they no longer have uh Trotter they no longer have Eric Lira. um that's going to be a new look team and Scott Hare's a great coach so I don't doubt that Mesquite's still going to be in the playoff conversation um but that's a tough matchup to open up with so not often do you
0: have an Oregon commit on a 4A yeah. team
1: not often you have a kid that's like six foot five and looks the part of a five star recruit on your team yes. at the four A level either. So, yes, exactly. I, I guess I guess you can look on any team. Any well, team. I guess you. I guess you can say Sawaro because when they were four A, I mean, obviously they had Keeley yeah. and you know, so and Jacoby and all those guys. So that was a different situation. They're they're yeah. an anomaly. That's true. Good point. Uh, my second 4A game, it kind of cheats a little bit because it does include a 6A team, but how could I not put this game in there? The rivalry is back, man. St. Mary's and Brophy are going to go at it in week one, and that is going to be such, maybe not even just an exciting matchup like on the field like per se, but just to see those two teams against each other. Yep. And this this is one of those games. Where I want the AIA, even if it's not the AIA, I want the NFHS to adjust their rules and let teams wear home-colored jerseys all the time. How cool would it be to see St. Mary's come in in their bright green with Brophy in their red? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I would dig that a lot. It's just like when Mountain Point and Desert Vista square off. Let Desert Vista wear all gold or their navy. Let Mountain Point wear all, all maroon. Or they're all gold that they have, like Hamilton. Chandler wears blue. Hamilton wears black. Like, come on, man, let it happen, please.
0: Yeah, I I feel you. I, I
1: agree. would love that. That'd be so cool. Like, what? I don't understand what the point of not being able to do that is.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Like, could you imagine like Sunrise Mountain and Liberty if they come out in purple and red jerseys? Like that all purple, all cool. red. Just think about Boy, it. They all
0: purple and the all purple in the all black or something like that
1: yeah, exactly i really mean cool. that'd be so cool man like obviously if it's a super dark purple i know sunrise mountain isn't like you know desert vista maybe in mountain point doing like all navy all maroon i guess could maybe cause some issues but i mean you know just at least make it like a little bit Like that's why i said desert vista all gold or the you're or such the, a uniform um, head i love uniforms bro i love them i love yep.
0: them st mary's so against brophy is really fun it's a yeah. It's an old school matchup. Um, they, they've been rivals forever. And both of them, I, I think coach Lucero of St. Mary's is one of the best coaches in the whole state. Um, and then um, Brophy Prep has an amazing squad of coaches too. These are, it's going to be a really fun game. And I know it's four, a versus six, a, so there should be, it, the, the favorite should be the team that's two divisions higher, two conferences higher, but I think it still could be fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Five uh, A, Eric, kick us off.
0: Five A, this is a matchup, um, a West Side matchup. You know that for a long time, I was a West Side Valley guy. Um, Aguafrío versus Tolleson, um, and it's a rivalry match. These two are big rivals, and it's Five A versus Six A because Tolleson Six A, um, and Tolleson didn't have a season last year. Um, because yep. their district just they didn't play sports until the um, until the spring, and so they have Coach Welbrock there, Rich Welbrock, who both of us know very well. Um, he's going to coach them really well, and he's going to do his best to kind of reinvigorate that team. And regardless of who, if anyone left or anything like that, bring them together. Um, and Agua Fria is the reigning region champ in their region, and they've got their coach uh, Martinez back after a year of not being on the sideline for them. He took almost the whole year off. I think actually the whole season um, due to uh, some health stuff, but he is, he should be back. And um, so it's two kind of new look teams going against each other and in a rivalry match on the West side. And
1: I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my first five, a matchup, uh, Campo Verde versus desert edge. Campo Verde has it's lived great. and died by their defense for a few years, including their championship run in 2019. Desert Edge obviously lives and dies by everything because they're just that talented. Um, that's gonna be a good matchup.
0: 100. I agree. Yeah. They were supposed to play at the beginning of last year. They had it yep. scheduled, and then mm-hmm. you know, COVID made it so they had to start basically in what would have been week three or four or whatever it was. Exactly. Um, so. This is it's a year in the making that this happened. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think we forgot to mention, but four A through six A, uh, they start September second and third. So that's right. One week later, I don't think we mentioned that, but just you know, for the sake of mentioning it, uh, your second game, go for it. This one's gonna be.
0: I like it just because of the name difference. I don't know you much know. about Ironwood Ridge, but okay. it's Ironwood. Ironwood versus Ironwood Ridge. I had a hard time pronouncing it because it was just the same thing. So I've always wanted these two teams to play in things just because their names are so similar. Um, But really Ironwood is they lost Will Haskell, who was the absolute heart and soul of their team. They had some really good talent on that squad um, and made the 5A championship game. They're going to be rebuilding. Um, They've got, they've got some talented players, but it's going to be, Um, it's going to be hard to make up for some of those seniors. And then Ironwood Ridge, um, they only played two games last year. And so it's kind of two teams that are going to have new identities, even though they sound almost exactly the same in terms of their name.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when, like, can you imagine like Desert Ridge and Desert Mountain, like still both mountains play each other? Yeah, I agree. Um, Or what was it? Desert Mountain, Mountain Point. Desert Mountain, Mountain Point. Uh remember a couple of years ago when it was uh the Gilbert Tigers versus the Millennium Tigers in the basketball right. final? Oh man, you yep. could I couldn't say Tigers are up because no one would know who it was. Yeah, and it was also
0: boys and girls in five A that year.
1: Yeah. My my timeline from the tweeting both games was literally Tigers, 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 Tigers. Yep. <laughs> like, That's right. It's crazy, man. Uh my second game doesn't have to do with an East Valley team, believe it or not. Uh Cienega making the trip up from Tucson. Obviously, Cienega is a very good program. They have been, again, I say this a lot for a lot of teams, but it's true. They've been a good program for a while. They're making the trip to Sunrise Mountain. Um, that matchup just interests me because obviously they couldn't play last year. I don't know if they were scheduled. I don't know when last time they played was. I'm sure Chris Eaton will tell me in my Twitter DMs. Um, but those are two very good football programs going at it week one. And that's kind of like what I like to see when it comes to week one matchups because you got to test yourself, right? You got to see where you are out the gate. Yeah. I mean, and people always joke around with like the Alabamas playing, you know, like the, you know, the Southwestern A&Ms of the world. But they don't do that week one, typically. They they schedule a powerhouse. And typically it's, unfortunately, maybe like a Pac-12 team that they beat up on really bad. Um, yeah. You know, but it just happens. But at least they yep. scheduled someone.
0: Yeah, Sunrise Mountain um is the 5A reigning champs. They dominated in the championship yep. game. Um, yep. they lost somewhere between 30 to 40 seniors on their team. The the largest <laughs> class Coach Decker has had um, in his tenure there. I don't I think it's it's been a handful of years that he's been the coach there. And so that team was one that he thought for a long time would be um, one of their top squads, and they ended up doing it. But Um, so they're going to be rebuilding a lot, but they, like I said, for some other teams, they've got a lot of talent coming back. You don't win with just your seniors. You've got to have some younger guys that come up too. And so I'm interested to see how they look because it's going to be a new identity team. They stopped throwing the ball at the end of last season. They threw Mm -hmm. one pass in the championship game in 5A. I have a hard time believing they
1: won't throw at least two in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I do want to throw out in a 5 a honorable mention, and that goes out to all Phoenix Union Schools. Yes, I'm so happy that you guys are going to hopefully take the field. I assume they're not going to cancel the season again for you guys. Um, you know, special shout out to Chandler Hovick over there at Central. They're going through just a, a very unfortunate situation. They lost one of their former players, a great kid, from what I read. Um, you know, Richard Obert had a fantastic story about him and. Just all Phoenix Union schools, please, just take advantage of this. I mean, you know, it's the constant saying, Eric, you don't know what you have until you lose it. And, you yeah, know, I hope... not it, Until two years
0: ago, or a year and a half or whatever it was ago, the thought of not having a high school football season seems yeah. so otherworldly. It didn't even seem yeah. like you would say, you, you could say to somebody, hey, they're going to not have high school football at these schools that have thousands of kids. And you would have been like, what? That doesn't even make sense. But it happened. Exactly. And so we don't obviously root um, for for teams over another. We try to stay objective. But yep. I can say this. I will be happy if we see some Phoenix Union teams have some success and make playoff
1: runs and the sort. It'll kind of be like how Alhambra did it in baseball.
0: That's exactly
1: right. Yeah. I'll be very happy, honestly. And, and you know, I'm just... I'm not rooting for them to beat Tallison Union bar. Schools too. The same thing with Tallison, and you mentioned Rich Brock already. But you know, I I'm a big fan of Rich Brock. Him and I are, are very close, and you know, just I, I'm I'm so happy for not only him just to be coaching as a head coach again, but all of his kids, man. You know, the Westview kids, the Tallison kids. I'm just so happy for the Sierra Linda. I'm so happy for them. Uh, I'm glad that they get a chance. Um, you know, they were they, that was taken away from them. And, and them, including the Phoenix Union kids, I hope they just truly enjoy it. This season isn't about wins or losses, in my opinion. It, it, it should just be about going out and enjoying it, especially if you're a senior, because you didn't get that chance as a junior. And you saw the heartbreak that your senior classmates went through last year. So um, just go out and enjoy it. That's, I guess, the best advice that I can give right now hundred uh, percent six A games eric i'm gonna cheat i have like five written down so there's a bunch of again. really good ones yeah i'm not gonna go in depth on any of these um too in depth i should say uh do you want me to just do you want to go like one at a time or how do you want to do it do it do yours do yours and i'll chime in okay <clears throat> o'connor versus basha
0: it's gonna be an rematch. awesome one
1: obviously playoff both, rematch yep playoff rematch both teams are very good uh basha only got even better this offseason which is why i'm choosing them to be not only in the open division but one of the top four teams in the open division um they get through a couple teams on their schedule o'connor included and basha could very well go undefeated this year um and i know that sounds super obvious but i mean like there's specific teams that can beat basha but if basha beats them then i think they can wipe the floor with the rest of them um Chandler versus Centennial, again, obvious reasons. It's an obvious one. They're two of <laughs> the state's powerhouses. Yep. So that's going to be a phenomenal matchup. I'm hoping that I can make it out to that game. Um, I do have Mountain Point playing Corona on on the same night. Um, and as most of you know, last year, I because we couldn't really have a lot of help, I stuck really mostly to Desert Vista and uh, Mountain Point. Um, but we're going to see what happens. And Mountain Point, that's not a knock on you. I will see you plenty of times this year. But it's Chandler versus Centennial, man. I feel like I have to be there, right?
0: That's going to be a good you, one.
1: I, I mean, yeah. So uh,
0: There are some other great games, though. That's the thing. Is, uh, oh, oh it's hard. At matches is going to be really good. Um, and I, I'm sure you were going to get to this one. But Boulder Creek is at Highland in week one. That's another playoff rematch yeah. in the semifinal of 6A last year. A really, really close game. Um, yeah. Highland obviously ended up making the, the state championship, lost to out, but it was a close game there. Um, Highland, is they've been solid the last few years, and Boulder Creek yeah. had a run that not really anyone was expecting them to be the one seed in 6A, but yeah. they got there, and it was, it was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and you kind of took my uh, other game. Thank you for that. Um, although I'm sure we have pretty much the same games anyway. But There are um, a few of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Desert Ridge and Hamilton matchup. Um, Desert Ridge is going to be much improved from last year. Hamilton is going to be Hamilton. Um, Desert Ridge, is, I think that's going to be a team that if you don't take them seriously, it's kind of like what I said about Highland in 2018 when they were playing Chandler. If you don't take them seriously and and let them hang around, they're going to find a way to beat you because that's just the mentality that Roy Lopez is bringing to that program. And it's the same mentality that Hathcock had with them as well. But they just had so many issues last year. I mean, COVID and injuries and everything just, it took a toll. Um, this team is reloaded and they're ready to go. Uh, K.J. Minifield is an outstanding defensive back. Um, you know, they've got, obviously, Lance Holtzclaw, uh, Showtime. So they're, they're going to be a very good football team. Um, Chaparral versus Queen Creek is an interesting one. Yes. Queen Creek lost their quarterback, Devin Brown. Uh, he moved, I believe, I think it was to Utah. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. out of state somewhere. Yeah, I think he actually went to Corner Canyon, which is one of the best teams in the country last year. Chaparral returns, obviously, Brayton Silbor. They return Anthony Lucas. Um, Chaparral, I think, is one of those teams that I'm going to pick early on to be either in the open or making a run for a 6A title like they did last year. Uh, the thing
0: they need to um, do is get back to their offensive line play. Um, That's what I was just going to say. The
1: biggest question mark with them is their offensive line because I think that they graduated was virtually. That a good offensive
0: line. One of the best yeah. in the entire state last year, but it yeah. was a lot of seniors. And so the guys coming back have a big hole to fill. So both literally and physically, they've got to make holes. But yeah. um, they if they can do that, they've got skilled players all over the field that can do some great things. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's going to be a good football team. Uh, Queen Creek, obviously, uh, Porter Reynolds is probably, I think Chile called him the strongest sophomore in the state last year, and he's only getting stronger, which is kind of scary. Um, so he's I, he's going to be just like, I don't want to compare him to his brother, but he's going to be just as good, if not maybe a little bit better. Um, so Queen Creek is going to be another good team. I mean, they're, Queen Creek has always been good too. Like even, Yeah, every year. Yeah. Even losing, obviously, Joe Germain. I, mean, I don't really want to say they lost Joe Germain, but, you know, or I, sorry, I don't want to say that they are going to be down because of that, because they have Travis Sherman stepping up and Travis is a phenomenal head coach um, and one of my favorite coaches by far. So I think they're going to they're going to be fine. Then there's always the one that we have to talk about a little bit more, Eric. Is this the year that Higley beats Williamsfield? I don't know. Higley is
0: rebuilding, right? Who's their quarterback? Do they have a, a quarterback now? They've had the last two on their team have been Cal commits. They've had
1: four amazing years of quarterback play. So here's the thing. Higley was dominant when it came to sevens. Now, I know some people are going to be laughing at me for saying that because it is sevens. The biggest question mark for them is their... Offensive and defensive lines. If they can get a solid group of guys together, Higley will be a much better team than they were last season. Um, They do have a junior quarterback, and they have an incoming freshman quarterback who already has an offer to Louisville and I believe Arizona State, an incoming freshman. Dang. And he does not look like a freshman. Uh, They also got a tight end from Maricopa, who is extremely athletic and extremely good. They have playmakers all over the field. And their secondary is a a group that just loves to go to the football. They they just they gravitate towards it and they make plays. They break up passes. You know, it starts with Nigel Eason, but in reality, it, it's Devontae Neal as their assistant coach that has made a huge impact on them. So, yeah, see, the sirens are already starting because of that. So, um, I don't even know what that was. Was that on your end or my end?
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. They're coming for me. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, well, we'll have to wrap this up then before you get put in. Touch.
0: But seriously, Williamsfield is a um, you know they didn't make the playoffs last year, which is absolutely uncommon for them. Yeah. They exactly a contender every year, and part of it was you know they moved up to six A for the first time, and part of it was also that. Um, They only took eight teams in the playoffs instead of the normal 16. But that's a tough team. And, you know, they've had Higley's number. So it's going to take a monumental effort for Higley to, you know, get over that hump. But maybe they can do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, Williamsfield, though, I mean, they're no slouch either. They've got... Absolutely. I mean, they've got some talent there, man. Um, You know, they just... At quarterback running back wide receiver defense they're just they're loaded too so it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy um i mean i'm excited week one i'm so excited for this to happen i'm excited for like i said those phoenix union schools and the tallest schools to get a shot this year i'm excited for some sort of normalcy i guess you can say um it's gonna be an exciting year it's gonna be an exciting time as always and uh just in general with all the sports that are kicking off pretty soon here in the fall, it's going to be so much fun, man. Um, I, I can't wait.
0: Should we talk about
1: all insurance? Let's do
0: it. So all.net is the sponsor for Arizona varsity. Um, they're an insurance company, obviously Arizona focused for almost 40 years. They've been in the area forever. They've got 30 Valley locations, all their home auto commercial needs that you could have for, insurance and everything they're the most referred insurance agency in arizona they the focus on customer service finding the right coverage for you at the right price partner with over 20 different carriers and they do the shopping for you at all.net papa hinojosa is someone who's supported arizona varsity since a lot of us joined on uh and even before that he's a great guy call all that uh call all.net it's 602-233 3333. It fits your lifestyle. It fits your insurance. Find what you need.
1: You know, Eric, I'm going to take your line because you took mine. Um, you know, we, we primarily talk about high school sports, right? So when you think of insurance and you think of high school athletes and, and just high school students in general, they're going to start driving pretty soon. So you want to find the good rate for them. You want to be able to get coverage that's going to fit their needs and also yours as a parent as well. So look no further than, uh, than all.net, A-A-L-L.net, like Eric already mentioned. And uh, make sure to uh, tell them that Arizona Varsity, the team over here at Arizona Varsity, sent you as well.
0: Should we wrap up, Zach? What's the best thing you ate this week?
1: Oh, man. Uh, let's think, let's think, let's think, let's think. Can I go back to last uh, last Tuesday. Is you that, can do whatever you want. This is our show. We run it. Alright, so July 27th, last Tuesday. Um, I worked, of course. So I went to dinner. Uh, it was actually my birthday. Uh, I went to Charleston's. Now, if anyone knows what Charleston's is, it's been around forever over there on Stapley in Mesa. Best French dip I've ever had. French dips are so good if they're made well. best one I've ever had. Now, when I went there a long time ago, they used to actually have something called a prime rib sandwich. Literally, I'm not even kidding. They slap a piece of prime rib on on two slices of bread, throw a little mayo on it. It's toasted to perfection, give you au jus. It's obviously like a French dip, but not sliced. Fantastic. They don't serve it anymore. But Charleston's also has the best croissants I've ever had. Um, In my opinion, they serve the best ranch with your side salad. Um, just an overall fantastic dinner and a great way to end a super busy birthday uh, workday as well. <laughs> Dig that. Always good to have a nice meal for your birthday yeah. and everything. Um, and it was my golden birthday, 27 on the 27th.
0: Dang. Is that what yeah. golden birthday is? The the name and the date? I think so, isn't for it? The, I could be wrong. Year? I haven't had mine then. Mine's the 29th. Yeah. So so. Chris,
1: Eaton, Chris Eaton, tell me if I'm wrong or not. My Twitter DMs. That sounds right. I think that's what that I think, is. I people think used is. to celebrate that when I was a kid, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I never really even thought about it until my aunt was like, oh, it's your golden birthday, and I was like, huh? Yeah, that sounds I right. Guess. You went out yeah. of your way to not
0: let people know when your birthday was. I don't think you wanted celebration. I mean,
1: personally, I don't really care anymore. Like, it was great when I was, like, turning 21 because, you know, obvious reasons. Um, but, like, after that, I feel like there's just no point unless you're, like, 30 then 40 then 50 then 60 like like my uncle turned 60 um this year his, his birthday is actually the day after me so you know for for him we had like a little get together and stuff because it was like you know him obviously you know turning 60 it's a big deal me turning 27 wasn't a big deal i got dinner out of it i'm happy with that so yeah that's really that's about that's, all i
0: want from
1: yeah
0: you know just something light um easy enjoyable but i don't have to make a
1: whole big deal out of it exactly so um you know that that's really about it for sure what, what about you what would you eat so
0: we similar to last week you had a nice dinner um that you mentioned at a restaurant and i'm going to dessert last week i said brookie this time i'm going with ice cream and it's not even that um different but half baked ice cream from ben and jerry's is so freaking <laughs> delicious. I hadn't had it in a long time and I got yeah. some and it was just, you know, every single bite is good because it's got all the different flavors in it, but it's, it's so good, man. I, yeah, it's hard not to eat the whole tin, but yeah, incredible. And that's the thing is there are some obviously gourmet ice cream places you can go that, you know, it's eight bucks for a cone of ice cream, but sometimes you just got to go with the classics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, I will say, you know, probably my favorite Ben and Jerry's, and I haven't had it in years, for some reason. Um, Probably the basically just the brownie one. I don't know what they call it. But the brownie one. Yeah, so I know always, what you're talking about. Yeah, that's always been my favorite. Um, yeah, how can you go wrong? Exactly. And I love brownies. That's my favorite. Like, that's my go to like, whenever I, I didn't have it this year. But for my birthday, I typically ask for like brownies or something from like, I make my mom make it or whatever. So I prefer that over cake or, or anything else like any day, Dang. to be honest. So. I know. It's weird, huh? Nothing wrong with that. It's what you prefer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Eric, I'm not going to officially let the cat out of the bag, but I am going to hint at a little career news for me. No, I am not leaving the Tribune. I'm just adding on. You'll find out more about that next week. Uh, Eric already knows, so I know he's not going to spill the beans for me, but something I'm very actually honored Zach's to a- <laughs> Zach got a new job. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) uh, It's something that I'm very honored to have been obviously given the opportunity to do. It's something that I'm nervous about because it's going to be obviously very cool and something totally different in some ways. It still has to do with sports. It still has to do with journalism. Um, And just overall, it's a really cool opportunity. And, It's at a school that I'm very familiar with as well. So uh, that probably gave away too much already, but still not that much. So uh, you guys will all find out about that next week. A little teaser for you. Um, But with that being said, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show. High school football season's right around the corner. The Cardinals are starting up, I believe, this week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Make sure to follow us all on Twitter at Zach Alvira, at Uniman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Make sure to answer the Arizona Varsity People's Mortgage question of the day when Ralph drops them every morning. Until then, we will talk to you all next week. See you, Mr. Alvira.